This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. There's only one Eric's Family Barbecue location in Arizona. That's right, just one. It's in Avondale, and it's worth the drive over and over again. Barbecue restaurants that have several locations usually cut their quality for expansion. Not Eric's Family Barbecue. Eric serves Texas-style barbecue that never disappoints, always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Now, we know brisket is king, but have you tried their pulled pork with coleslaw? It's a match made in heaven. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Holmberg's morning sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to the morning sickness. Yes, we have to do it. May the 4th be with you. My name's John. There's Brady. It is May the 4th. It is a nerd fest. It is a clever thing that has been ruined, of course, by by dorks and nerds. But may the 4th be with you. It's very possible that uh, you're going to be dealing with a lot of dorks today. And may the 4th is upon us. May the 4th be with you is uh, the day before. I still like it better than Cinco de Mayo, even though it's gimmick, nonsense, and silliness. What's worse, 420 or uh, May the 4th? 420, 10 times worse. 10 <laughs> yeah. times worse. At least, at least you get kick-ass Darth Vader for May the 4th. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of, uh, you know, you are my father, or whatever people will say. They'll do, it, they'll do the lines all wrong and screw everything up. These aren't the appetizers we're looking for. Right, you're gonna, <laughs> Brady's going to be doing that joke all day at restaurants. And, These are not the shrimp we ordered. Ours were lightly battered, the way I like my women. <laughs> so things like that. You'll get a lot of silliness, but May the 4th is upon you. So prepare for nerddom. They will be out today in full force, and there's nothing wrong with that. We were just watching the video. It's uh, all over the place of Dave Chappelle at the Hollywood Bowl getting uh, on stage. Some dude ran up and tried to get him, tried to attack him, just uh, does a full-out flying tackle. It's a form tackle. He did leave his feet, so it's spearing in its own right, but he tries to spear, and I don't know how he got up there, but... Hollywood Bowl stage is huge, and uh, he runs across the whole thing and then does a full-out flying, spearing attempted tackle, and Dave kind of ducks a little. He takes the hit, kind of uh, glances off of him, and then uh, a bunch of people come out and rush him, and Chappelle gets – watch Dave at the end of the thing, runs, runs after the guy after everybody kind of chases him off stage, and then comes back out and says, uh, I finally got to beat it. Backstage, I've always wanted to do that. And he goes, beat the guy up backstage. He just tried to. So he got to go back, beat the dude up, come back. Chris Rock opened for him. This is one of the best tickets in 
the world. Unbelievable. Uh, Jamie Foxx was backstage, and they all ended up on stage together afterwards. So that fear of the Will Smith thing, and I always thought it was a little bit fake, but there's a fear of it. It'll change the way people do things. But the fear of Will Smith walking and hitting Chris Rock, uh, the fear that that created with comedians that, like, now anybody who doesn't like what we're saying can just walk on stage and attack us is becoming a real thing that I didn't think would actually happen. I always thought that comedians would say, I'm worried about it, so I won't say what I really want to. And that was really the crime in it, is that it would keep people, you know, it would put boundaries on stuff that shouldn't have boundaries. But now, if people are actually going to do it... Thank God the guy just dove at him to try to tackle him, because after they got the guy... They find a gun and a knife yeah. on them. Well, the gun and the knife were the same thing. It was a retract, like a switchblade gun. It was like a gun that had a blade in it. I just hope the Bears GM was there to sign <laughs> yeah. this guy. Dude was a good tackle. Because we need him. That was a nice tackle, it actually. Was, look, I don't know what his size and age are, but you <laughs> know, it can't hurt uh, if your team's terrible. But yeah, it was a nice form tackle. He yeah. went sideways, uh, heads up. I like Chris Rock's comment. Up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, was that Will Smith? <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, Dave Chappelle said a thing later when he's like, uh, count on any time. And I have to say, Dave Chappelle's can any time uh, something goes wrong, you can count on Jamie Foxx showing up uh, in a sheriff's hat because that N-word helps with everything or something like that. He's always just had to throw an N-bomb at it. It was great. <laughs> but it was very funny. And the reaction to it was was great. But it is that it's real now. You don't want it to be a thing, but it's a real thing. And comedians are going to be like, oh, great. Carlos Mencia is here today. They're going to talk about somebody that's run the risk of getting attacked on stage by and he's been attacked verbally, nearly ruined his entire career uh, when everybody accused him of stealing jokes, and it's been a thing for a long, long time for him to have to overcome and everything. But uh, talk about somebody jumping up and attacking him every time he's on our show. Two or three people will email me. How do you have that hack still on? Still not over these mother yeah. guys and this and that. And he's just he's just a fun person. If he's still stealing jokes, and he's eventually it's going to come out in the wash. But if, for the most part, Carlos comes in here and wings it with us. He tells him well. And goofs around. I don't know if he, he's not even telling jokes with us. He's telling stories about yeah. things. So what if he's – I've never understood the whole thing about Carlos Mencia because the first off, uh, the person who accused him of stealing jokes was Joe Rogan and Ari Shafir went up and said, you did this, this, and this. Within an hour, Ari Shafir had something posted about him that was the exact same joke that Bill Cosby had told. It's a premise situation. Yeah. And sometimes you come to the same conclusion with different words. And it was the same thing. Joe Rogan – when Ralphie was here that one time, we played a clip of Joe Rogan's thing, and Ralphie goes, Unknown to Ralphie. That's my joke. I do that joke. And he did a, and it was on his uh, Austin special, which was three years earlier than what Joe Rogan was doing. You accidentally do it. I, you wouldn't accuse Carlos Mencia had a reputation of sitting in the back of the comedy store, and other comedians would go, Carlos is here. Don't do anything new. So they, you would warn each other that Carlos would do it. If he's stealing jokes to this minute, uh, that's fine. If he's going to get caught. But what I didn't ever understand was like his name, his real name is Ned, and he pretends this and that. Isn't it show business? Isn't the whole thing a lie? Aren't, isn't everything you're talking about on stage kind of a show? I mean, you do have some of the yeah, – everything has to have an exaggeration to be like funny. Like a, a normal story told by a boring person sucks for a reason. That person isn't funny. So in order to tell the story – Maybe you exaggerate. Maybe you just uh, hit the right spots. But for the most part, being Ned and calling yourself Carlos, there's a lot of people on stage that don't have their real names and their true background is unknown. And, but I'd sit and say, I mean, there's Carlos Mencia. I'm like, man, you got to worry about some it's on jackass. the other side of it, too, for us. It's Every now and then, I'm sure you guys get asked, 
is what's your real name or what's your oh, radio yeah. name? Yeah, I always say Drake Midnight yeah. because I changed it to John Holmberg for radio purposes. I didn't think Drake Midnight was a cool enough name for – so I went with the – yeah, people have asked me, is that your real name? Yeah, Holmberg is one I pulled out of a hat. <laughs> That's it, yeah. I'm the one who decided to say let's add more consonants to the last name and make it – Make make it so people call me Holmgren my entire life. Uh, that you know, it's stupid. I've been at this for twenty one years, and people still call me Holmgren. My but one of my good friends sent a wedding invitation to me, and it said Holmgren on it. And I said, "That's not even my last name, you dick." And he goes, "I I don't know why. It just kind of flowed out of my hand when it. I wrote it." And so yeah, my name is John Holmberg, but it doesn't mean that I'm you know radio's a little different. We have to be a little more authentic because we're here every single day for hours on end, and eventually. Like I always say to that, like you know, eventually if we're doing a uh, an endorsement or a promotion or something, if you're if you're not doing it for real, you're going to get hit. You're going to say something stupid. My famous one, and I admit to it, uh, Starbucks years ago decided they were going to start serving breakfast, and they asked me if I wanted to endorse it. I'm like, I really don't do Starbucks. I don't drink their coffee. I don't sit in line for it. I'm not doing any of that. And they're like, well, this, this, and this. And I'm like, ah, all right, fine. And they did have good breakfast, and I was getting their breakfast thing. And I'm like, well, that's good stuff. And then eventually I said, because it's going to fall out of my face, I hate coffee. I'm not a coffee guy. And they're like, well, I thought he was our guy. I'm like, I knew I shouldn't have done this. Because eventually it's going to come back and kick you square in the nuts when you pretend to do something that isn't real. And that radio is a little different. You can play pretend. I don't really believe that everybody's on an AT&T commercial is – you know, Lily may or may not be using DirecTV at home and have like four phones. Who knows what her real deal is? I'm sure she she's got whatever a, she wants. Sure, she's got a deal. Yes, yeah, as long as she tightens up that shirt again and starts being a little less uppity <laughs> about the cans, those are her calling card. But yeah, so with comedians, it's the same but if thing. Ned is doing a fake accent and everything, it's unbelievable. Well, he's not faking any accent, no. and he did grow up in Los Angeles, but he's not a Mexican, and that made people upset. And then there is that cultural appropriation argument. It's like, you're not Mexican. You're, what is he, Colombian or Guatemalan or something? I don't even know. He's further south. I don't know where he is. But that's Mexican to white either. That's exactly. (laughs) We can't tell. And that's almost more of an insult that the audience doesn't know the difference. He's Honduran. Honduran. There you go. Yeah, he's Honduran. But uh, I don't begrudge him that. I'm not Mexican. It doesn't bother me. If you're Mexican, it bothers you. That's the thing. But he runs that risk. And so you worry about. You know, people jumping comedians on stage. I always, I, I hate the idea that if you have, you have to know you have a hair trigger on topics, right? Deep down, you have to know you're sensitive in areas that, you're, that you might snap. Maybe they don't. Maybe people who snap don't know. But don't go to comedy clubs. Don't go to comedy clubs. I, I think um, a, a combination of uh, the other thing thrown into the mix is medication. Well, there's some of the that. The person that says, all right, you know what? I, I stopped doing it for a week because I feel better. Maybe. Yeah, off and the meds. Snap. Thing. But I think it's also a society that says everybody's going to walk in the desert. I love walking in the desert, but the person that doesn't like to get bumped by cactus makes me wear bubble wrap. You know? Yeah. Stop going into the dangerous areas that might trigger you. And then make everybody else dress for your protection. I don't get it. Like, I don't want to have to protect myself when I know I can take a, a prick from a cactus and it's not going to bother me. But somebody who doesn't like it, don't go buy cactus. Stop walking around in the desert if cactus things will make you flip out. And it's the same with comedy clubs. Don't go to comedy clubs if you have topics that just, you know what, I get really offended and I get mad. Don't go. Stop acting like that needs to change for you. The rest of the audience – 
can handle the joke and you can't and you get up and the world has to change. And I've, I just don't understand. You know, I do all that boxing stuff and fighting up there. Somebody who doesn't want to get punched that goes into that environment. And then complains that they're getting punched and everybody else has to wear safety gear that's different now because of them. It doesn't add up to me. I like walking by cactus. If one gets me, that's the risk I took. If you don't, stop going into the cactus patch. Just don't go. And it's the same with comedy. I just don't get it. I get real offended. Like every time somebody makes a racial joke, or, you're going to a comedy club. There's a good chance that's going to happen. Well, I'll stand up and I'll say something. No, you're not. Why? Nobody else wants that. You, you, nobody wants you to be the individual that stood up for everyone else. Nobody. Captain Save-A-Ho is a real thing. Everybody laughs at Captain Save-A-Ho. You are nobody's hero, if, especially at a comedy club or a concert or whatever. That was just wrong. Just get up and leave on your own. Don't protect the whole room. Nobody needs to know. Just leave. And admit that it's you. But we've got too many people out there, and it's, it's social media and everything else, that feel like, their voice has to be heard at all times when there's something that if you stand by, you're part of the problem. No, you're not. Just leave. The room is basically a gigantic capitalist society. And if it's tolerating something you're not, you're in the minority on that and you need to just sit back and kind of go, well, I don't need to involve myself in this anymore. I just shouldn't go to these because it seems like that audience kind of liked it and I don't get them. So dismiss yourself from a group of people you don't want to be around. Idiots. Now attacking them on stage, it's going to change everything. Sucks. And it started back, I thought, after Dimebag got shot, way back in 05 or 06, I thought for sure all concerts would be different from here on out. It was for maybe six, eight months, and then yeah. it went back to normal. It did not change yeah. much, and I thought for sure that Still was Still passing bodies over the uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. the yeah. wall. I thought... Recirculating them back out in the crowd. More importantly, like the smaller club shows, like what that was. You're still within a foot or two of just walking onto that stage at least when they're passing bodies around there's usually that gap between the stage and the crowd that you can dump people in that they they can't climb up there but you go to you know we're gonna go see terror in a few weeks over there at the rebel lounge that's a walk in the park to get up on that thing oh yeah nothing to it you can you can push a guy away and just bounce yourself your your waist is at stage height you're fine you can jump right on there uh, so those are those things that I thought for sure would change. That would be there'd be twenty foot barriers, there would be walls, there'd be plastic, there'd be I didn't change a thing, which so. is good for the entertainment side of it and attending. Well, that sure, it, that's, that's great. Yeah. But I thought that would change. Comedy clubs. I'm would glad be different. it didn't turn into a. But comedy clubs are. I can reach out and grab you, and I can touch you. That's different. So if these guys are like physically attacking, I mean, you talk about Dimebag. That was a nutball that went on stage, yeah. lost his mind with a gun. I yeah. mean, how he got in was the thing that needed to change. But yeah, so and you got guys like Flip that bring people on stage and yep, do the hypnotist that thing, invited you know? up yeah. there. Yeah, but if you're if you're, I, I just I can't imagine you don't know you're one of those people. But I guess you don't. Yelp reviewers don't know. No one cares about their review. Uh, people who ask, like, there's that uh, the thing that's been on the internet for a while that I love is the the guy who is he's a comedian, but he's a, a former IKEA employee, and he does. Two sides of like things he heard at Ikea where it's like he'll play the part of the customer and it's just real quick and the music behind it's so good. But it's like, hey, you got any uh, coupons for me? That's what I'm supposed to ask you. <laughs> what do you think? You just cracked the code on customer me relations and I get a bunch of 100% off back, back behind the desk for all the smart guys who ask? It's like just dumb people doing dumb things. 
I guess they don't know. But again, we need to put a we need to put a rule on comedy clubs, especially that if you're the offended one, I understand you're offended. You should have known that was a risk going in. Some comedians, you know, uh, will open up with that. Yeah, but that's almost for show at this point. Good, hey, I'm dangerous, and if it's going to be a problem, get out. Yeah, but still run into the problem that they'll say something. Somebody goes, well, that's just, hor-, and it hits a nerve. Sid's joke, it could uh, set it uh, up. Abortion more. joke, yeah, AIDS, race, something else, and somebody gets up and starts yelling. I've been at two where people just get up and start talking back, and I'm like, if you've got that trigger, if you've had a Sid's baby. And it still just crushes you. You're not ready for a comedy show. You're just you don't know what the opening act's going to do. I went and saw the amazing atheist once. He opened for, and I don't remember who he opened for. Dude was hilarious, but you could sense some people in the room were like, "I don't like this at all." Yeah, I mean, there were people that were sitting at the table just shaking their heads, and I'm like, "You got to eat this. You have you ordered it." You have got to eat this sandwich and just deal with what you don't like. Sometimes you don't like it. And you know what that's called for the comedian? Bombing. When a majority of the audience doesn't laugh or like what you're doing, you're bombing. And they don't like doing that. Patrice O'Neill did. But otherwise, they're going to change their deal just based on your reaction. But when you order a, a – when you basically say, hey, I'm willing to eat anything you give me, then you have to sit and eat your meal and shut the F up. The title alone would lead to what you're going to – what kind of humor are you going to get? Well, the amazing. Well, you didn't know he was the opener. I didn't gotcha. know he was there. Okay. He just showed up, and the dude was not only was he funny, he was smart. Like he knew he was smart. Like this was this was heady stuff. It wasn't just an attack. It was just and it was funny. Even if I was a full on believer, I'd been like, okay, yeah. I give all the credit in the world to Mormons who went and saw Book of Mormon and didn't get mad. They watched it. They chuckled. They're like, this is this is hitting home pretty good, but there's some funny truths in this. And every Mormon that has seen Book of Mormon that I've talked to are like, it's very funny. It's uncomfortable at points for like a true believer, but it's funny. We always say it about the radio. You don't like what you hear? There are like 48 other options. Turn it off. Why are you, especially with this show, and I think that's where we've kind of gotten our successes based on the ideas like, I don't care if you don't like it. You chose to stand in my house and tell me you, the paint's offending you. Get out. Get Leave. Well, you shouldn't be allowed. Why? You shouldn't be allowed to tell an entire successful morning show that just because you don't like it, it should stop. It's not the case. Get out. One little button. Boop. Yep. 602, Larry hates fat chicks. Kara hates the blacks. I mean, come on. Those were jokes about two individuals that thought they were going to change the world. I'm going to email them, and everything will be different because I say so. It's like you're one. You chose to be here, and then you got mad when being here made you upset. Shut up. No one wants to hear from you. You don't have to like this. No one's forcing you to listen to it. So why are you here? You don't have to go to Carlos Mencia and go, he steals jokes. And if I catch him tonight, I'm saying something. Why are you there? You know what you are? You're an asshole. That's what you like deep down. That's all you are. Now, the dude that jumped uh, Chappelle on stage, the dangerous thing is now it's in the back of comedians' minds because you are dealing with a fragile, sensitive race of people called comedian. They are not stable individuals. None of them. Even the ones that are like, I'm stable compared to other comics are usually the other way. Like Frank Caliendo is insane. I love him, but he's nuts the other direction. He's not fragile and weird. He's just nuts a different direction. He's tense and difficult. 
but in a fun way. And he knows it. But he's not well uh, adjusted as a human being. And it's otherwise you wouldn't want to stand on stage and do that. He's bananas. It's a weird world. Yeah. And they all think that they're a little bit off. And they kind of know. And that's the fun part. But now you've got them scared that there's going to be a physical attack. The reason they're up there, the reason they're funny most of the time is because they were... They had to be as kids so they didn't get beat up or teased. Like, they, you lead with that. You're funny most of the time because you're worried somebody else is going to say something that's going to get you. And then you just wear off that and just try to be funny. Jackasses. But, yeah, attacking people on stage will make comedians a little bit more, like, tentative. Not all of them. Some. But, again, let's make a new rule on, on this day, May the 4th. I went and saw that Star Wars... And Darth Vader came out in a big black helmet. I was raped by someone in a black helmet. This should be stopped. No. You have an independent problem that doesn't affect anybody but you. Deal with your own issues. Don't make the world stop showing you things you don't like. I don't like the imagery. Don't look at it. Can I talk to a manager? Have you ever worked anywhere before? The manager doesn't know anything either. (laughs) Stupid. But stop attacking each other. And I'm talking to the KUPD audience, which is shockingly the one that nods its head going, it's true, it's normal, we're normal. And and we don't get a lot of complaint calls, but when we do, we make fun of them. Because you're stupid. Or we talk to them. Or they're stupid. Stop complaining and turn it. But I really like you guys. Then deal with sometimes that it's going to hit you in the head. Some days, we're going to, I don't know anything in your life. We cover all the topics of, of reality. We mess with everybody. Everybody takes a kick in the nuts. And some days, that's going to be, some days it's me, some days a lot, almost every day it's stroking Brady. He takes a beating every day. If he stopped putting his foot in his mouth, it would be easier on him. <laughs> Brett, his entire lifestyle has oh, been yeah. in question. We've called him a murderer since the day he got here. <laughs> Think of Toledo, for Christ's sake. Probably the most painful thing that's ever happened to him in his life is that he's a bastard because his dad never loved him properly. And he's he reminded catches, three times a day. He catches <laughs> at, least, <laughs> at, least at least that he's yeah. never had the love of a father. He's reminded of it all the time. We all sit and take our beatings. Everybody does it. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Stop acting like the world owes you a favor because you had a bad day. And stop getting mad at people you paid to see for saying things you don't like to hear. You don't know what he's going to do. The whole purpose of going. He's like, I don't know about his new material. I wonder where he's going to go. And he might, oh, geez, we just had a SIDS. I shouldn't be here. He's talking about SIDS, baby. Shut up. It's not his fault. Sorry for your loss. Nobody knows your current situation at all. And here's, you know, I mean, last night, that's when it happened. I think. I don't know. that guy didn't pay to go see. It wasn't that. That was all that he was gonna. You don't know that. Do it. He may I have was, lost his mind I, in the thing and and had a screw loose and I jumped on stage. That right, right now, I would. I don't doubt you're wrong, but I mean the possibilities are endless. Why that guy did that? Yeah. I don't have a problem with nutbags rushing the stage. That's something that will never stop. Crazy's always going to be crazy, but what it does do is scare club owners, 
Uh, it scares booking agents. It scares uh, the comedians themselves. It scares security. It causes prices to go way up. You know, so what they're real worried about now isn't the nutbag running on stage. What they're real worried about now is the potential for that. So anytime someone stands up with a complaint in a comedy club, it goes from, oh, we got some bitch at the table that's losing it to, is this a situation? It's now ramped up mentally in the club itself to, should I be worried? Instead of just what it was five months ago when somebody would stand up and be like, shut up and sit down or leave. You know, a heckler that lost it. Now a heckler is a potential threat in people's minds. You've seen Matt and Joel, the guys who own the comedy clubs here. Yeah. They're not going to do anything to somebody that decides to get squirrely. They're both the size of eighth grade kids. If, if eighth grade, Jesus, third grade in Joel's case. They're not stopping a thing at all. So now in their heads, they're like, oh, I got somebody who's losing their mind and yelling at the comedian. Is this a situation? Instead of just like, let the comedian handle it. It's part of the gig. Comedians know that they get, they get heckled. They have to be, they can't lose their minds and attack you. At least they know in the room if, if someone is, you know, the heckler is dealt with pretty quick. But the comedians want to deal, used to want to deal with hecklers. Yeah, if, I mean, not even better. a heckler, like someone that's not even shutting up. They're too drunk or right. whatever, and everyone wants to walk. They're just removed, and they do it pretty You've quick. You've been to shows where it's not that quick. I've been to shows well, where it's 25 of minutes. minutes of somebody that won't shut up. Yeah. And then finally they have to go. It's sometimes it's not, it, it's very rarely like, all right, zero tolerance. They right. give them a warning, and then they start again, and it's, yeah. But now it's not about the heckling. It has nothing to do with no, that. No, that, that's the what perception I'm saying. It's of it all. Scary. Yeah. And I don't even think it's that scary. I don't think it's going to happen more. But it's going to change the the landscape and the tone and the and you know the the theme of the room is now going to be like, oh great, we've, we everything's got to stop now. It's going to be an overreaction to when somebody dumb gets up. Like we got to stop show. Get the comedian off stage just in case this person decides to go Will Smith or whatever this jackass did. I don't know. That Dave Chappelle wasn't like it wasn't a planned attack by some trans friendly thing. He came out and made a joke, said it was a trans man. Who knows that this person doesn't have an agenda to fight for the LGBT community and they've been talked into the fact that Dave is against them. And this was an attack based on his material. And he made he doesn't make jokes like that anymore. He won't talk about him anymore because he's done with it after his last special. He cleared it all up. But you don't know that this person's like this. This man needs to be stopped. Because I don't like walking through cactus and getting pricked. Everybody else has to change. I'm going to keep walking in the desert, even though I hate walking in the desert. Stop going. If Chappelle makes you mad, guess what? Like he said in his special, you didn't just click. You clicked the box and then click buy. Like you did two clicks to get to him. Maybe he will make me laugh. Two thumb clicks to get to something is your fault. If you click twice on anything... And it shows up and you get mad at it, it's your, you, and you didn't turn it off, it's your fault. No letters, no I'm going to scream and yell. That's it. It's your he, fault. He happened to be walking by the Hollywood Bowl. Hey, what's going on here? <laughs> and Comedy, I'm going to get a ticket. This and that, and diddly dap, and this, that, and that. Hey, that's Dave Chappelle. I've always wanted to tackle that <laughs> son of a bitch. I don't think it was just a passersby. Right. I'll be right back, guys. I just heard Chappelle's voice. Give me five. And this over here was doing, ah, ah, Marauder. By the by, you're missing your cues. What's the matter? No, no, no. I, I looked at the normal time, and, uh, and <laughs> it wasn't there. There she is. I got to get paid. <laughs> I'm running a little late today. Running a little tight. You must have two Starbucks. Yeah. Or is it a line? I got to 
get paid. Do like ski masks, though. Just don't show up. At a Starbucks. Don't have to worry about every storm in the stage. He's never going to be on time for the stage. She misses the opening act every time. <laughs> there you go. Ski mask is here at six. Best 11. gig in the biz. Man, is it ever? Is wow. it? That's a late one. That's. So she must not go on the air for like ten more minutes. She's she's not in a rush from the car to the door no. either. Yeah, no, ski she's mask is not. In, yeah. Ski mask doesn't start till six thirty. Just start her show at six thirty. See if she gets here at six forty. Hey, on the website it says six a.m. I know. What are you do? But let's be honest with it and just say, all right, we're accepting. Bump it up to six thirty start time, and see if she starts showing up at six forty. Let's just see if we can move her out. Let's see if we can fire people that way now. All right, she's here at six. Let's move it to seven, seven ten, and eventually ten will meet ten, and she'll just stop coming. We need to talk to Dom and see if he can change it on the website saying 610 to 10 a.m. <laughs> just say uh, 6-ish. <laughs> yeah, uh, six-ish. A little after 6. <laughs> quarter after 6. Well, she's not going to get on until 15. So quarter after. She misses the first quarter hour. That's just more Weezer and 21 Pilots for you. Anyway, Ski Mask, I'm envious. I'm jealous. I don't know how you do it. I don't know how nobody's talked to you about it. I don't know how it hasn't come to an end. But you're comfortable slowly walking in every day 10 minutes after your show starts. I don't get it. But anyway. So, yeah, bottom line, I think the message of the entire start to the morning is if you don't like it, stop it. And if you don't like it and you eat that sandwich and at the end you want to say, you know what, I might talk to the manager and say, that dude said some things that I – then that person's going to say you're at a comedy club. Uh, there's no holds barred. Once that door closes, it's, it's, it's pretty much a free-for-all. If the majority of the audience is like, this is bad, it'll come out in the wash that that comic has lost their mind. It's one. You're one. You're if you're an individual, stop talking. Fall in line. I'm saying it's the communist way. Don't you understand? If you're going there to laugh, you're I guarantee not. you you will laugh. Yeah, if you want to. That's what. But if you're going there because yep. you're not, well, don't go to the again, comedy club. But be self-aware. Don't just say, "Hey, I'm going to laugh." I, I I even hate when people go, "Ooh, that was oh, that was so dark." Or you, shut up. Just laugh or whatever. It's like you're not here to judge the the scale of how bad things. That that's you looking for things that are good and bad. Just be, and you know, if it's dark humor and the comedian was a dark humorist, you went to that. You ordered the dark steak. You ordered a hockey puck. You got a hockey puck. Eat it. So stop attacking each other. That energizes the comedian. I will say Crones. that. That's true. Me too. Society has to start eating more shit and just taking it. Instead of this bubble-wrapped, scream-out-I'm-offended, victimized way. And I know I'm talking to the choir, and I've got an echo chamber of listeners, and we all kind of agree. But just eat more shit. It'll make you tougher. Dealing with things you don't like dealing with, unlike social media, which is just all people who agree with you and say the same things. Occasionally, eat a little shit and say, wow, okay, I get it. Nothing wrong with that. And hear things you don't like. That's the fabric of society. Dealing with stuff you don't like. Gilbert, befriend a black. It's not that bad. Whoa. Yeah, you're, yeah. You're I know. I, know that's, I took a, a huge leap there that Ooh. people in Gilbert would even consider it. Befriend a black that doesn't work for you. How about that? Just get I've, to know somebody. I've done it. That Brady's <laughs> tried it. He's not bringing them over to the neighborhood because of you guys. But yeah, come on. Find something that isn't exactly in your perfect little wheelhouse and, and explore it. And if it offends you, eat it a little bit. Toughens you up. Toughens the nipples. That's how it works. Now get out there and get those nipples toughened up.
Well, we're going to take another half hour off. She's missing the first 15 minutes of her show. Uh, Give us a wake-up song. 585-9800. A good one. May the 4th be with you. It's a thing. It's a gimmick. Uh, But you can throw that in there if you want to make that a theme. We don't like it, but you know what? We eat every once in a while. You know what else I don't like? Most of Megadeth stuff. Uh, A lot of Slayer stuff. But sometimes I'm like, a lot of people out there do like that. I'll eat and I'll let you guys have what you want. Slayer can be on the list today. We'll do so. You know what? We'll do something today that makes us uncomfortable. Something we don't want to hear. I, I'm, wake up I'm drawing a line though. Kiss Buffett. Oh yeah, no, no, no. And something. Oh god, okay. something right. tolerable that okay. humans right, like. Right, yeah, right, no, right. not brain dead morons. <laughs> Again, that's my argument. Don't go in the desert if you don't. I'm not going to Buffett. I'm about ready to storm you on Buffett. That last yeah, time. yeah. Buffett is not three eleven. Grateful Dead out. That's I'm I'm live, I'm practicing what I preach at that point. I'm not going to go into that area and then complain later about, but stuff we would normally play. Three Eleven, come on! You're making me walk into the. Here's the here's the place where you get pricked by spears. Well, I hate spears. I shouldn't go in there. But you know what I'm saying, like right. Slayer, Megadeth. And if, you know those are going to come up. Look, That's if enough people started to say Buffett, like you know what, I'm going to go ahead. Under, I'm going to eat and play some Buffett for you, and then I'm going to quit my job because it seems like the what? audience you're has not, lost you're their mind. You're not going to snap. No, you won't snap. No. I'll just leave. Because if this audience all in unison screamed out, we want more Jimmy Buffett, I'm like, I ain't your guy. Thanks yep. for thanks for playing. New show starts at 6.15 probably, I Ish. guess. It's somewhere around there. <laughs> I don't want to be here anymore. Buffett and 311 rule the day. I no longer have my finger near the pulse of the audience. Uh, let's get it. 585-9800. Give it to us good and strong. It's 6.16. It's 98KUPD. Wake up! Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com.